Avengers, assemble. In the wake of Endgame, some were lost, others regained. They're good. What happens next? Stay tuned, true believers, as we try to find out. Peter Melnick, graphic designer, comic book enthusiast, and podcast pontificator, and I'm Eddie Wilson, upstate New York radio announcer in the Sullivan Catskills, with an inordinate amount of catching up in his own comic book universe. Ready? It's time for a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode and introducing our very special guest, wait a minute, there's no guest. No, what happened? If you're listening to this in your car, you are the very special guest as you politely nod along to what we're talking about. So welcome to our special guest, you. Do not nod off. Especially in the car driving. Oh, that would be a... T- well, you can, if you're in the passenger seat, yes. But if you're driving, no, no, no. Just buckle up for safety. Uh, anyway, first off, if you want to follow this show on social media, you can. Yes. Go on Twitter, Instagram, at... The Marvelists. Go on Facebook at facebook.com slash... The Marvelists. Go on... You're with your lives, people. What the hell? Go, go on! Go! Go on! Get out of here! Haircut. Do something with your go. life. No. Um, go, go on! on iTunes, TuneIn Radios. Well, also, oh, I'm so sorry, ladies and germs. You can also find us individually on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Peter Melnick. I'm on TikTok where I'm going to be starting something real soon at Peter Melnick, but better. You can also find Eddie on one social media platform, the only one in the whole World Wide Webs. And you know what that place is, Eddie? The I to the G. The IG. It's the Instagram, and it's... At Eddie9193. You know, back in the day, I used to do a show, and my partner would never do the ats. That's why I always do the at, and I'm realizing Eddie can do the at every single time. Ah, uh, good pause. So, yeah. Well. And pick up. Exactly. At. You can also find us on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. Ice cream machines. That dead horse is glue. I think I'm retiring <sighs> that joke. The audience cheers. Eddie cheers. Eddie throws his hat in the air. Eddie's not wearing a hat. I looked. I don't know why. I've been looking at him for like 20-something minutes now. Closest hat at hand. That's all. It just went up. It's a headphone. It's a hat phone? Headphone, oh, Eddie. Oh, that's it. Okay. Headroom. It's ear covers. I, I watched the Max Headroom documentary recently. Oh, wow. But anyway, be sure to also follow us on a wide variety of streaming platforms, including TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, SoundCloud, you name it. Yamo be there. That joke should get retired, too. That one sucks. That's, like, never funny. I don't laugh at that one. I know what it means, but, you know. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense. Does it? To you. Yeah, it's terrible. But anyway, you can also find us on your hearts. And you know what else your heart has? A wallet. When you go to patreon.com slash. The Marvelous. Give us your money. Ching. <laughs> this is a robbery, sir. No, you for as little as three dollars a month. This is a good as, place for a stick up. Yeah, you can or ugh, or as high as eight dollars a month. There we go. Easy for me to say. <laughs> you can help support this here fine program. Now let's tell us about our ninety six tiers. Three dollars. <laughs> da 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 two da 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 da. I thought there were just three tiers. Um, I, I was referencing Brian McKnight. And it didn't even make sense. Again, this is yeah. like swinging a miss Melnick. So not as good and music I was also stuff. Referenc- the fact they said 96 tears and you didn't acknowledge question mark and the Mysterians really disappoints me. So now I'm going to go back yeah. to saying question mark at the end of certain things. Uh, yuck. 
Anyway, three-tier system, as low as $3 a month, you get our undying gratitude and thanks and an occasional newsletter whenever that happens. I feel like if you do sign up and the one month you do get the newsletter from us, that's going to be a cause of celebration. Like, you're that lucky person. You're a lucky duck. And in addition, on that $3, you get early access to episodes. So you get to hear this episode 20, 20, 24 hours ago. Oh, oh, no. Uh, 24 hours before the rest of the world can on our main iTunes and podcast feed in general. And then... $5. $5. You get a $5 foot long. Oh. Yes, all the fixings and toppings. But remember, add avocado for $1. Pass. The avocado on the on those sandwiches was, was really good. No. It's really creamy. You don't like no. avocados? Nope. Have you ever had an avocado? Yes. Wow. You have not lived properly then. Just not to my palate liking. Although I did learn Stan Lee hates mayonnaise, or hated mayonnaise. Oh, Okay. No. I'm all right with mayo. mayo. Mayo's terrible. I, and I heard like a story on Rob Servations with Rob Liefeld where he goes, Sir, do you want us to just swipe, uh, brush the mayonnaise off? No, it's already too late, true believers. <laughs> he didn't say true. He probably did. Uh, I hate... Annie. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, $5 a month gets you the Fantastic Voyage. Yes, the Fantastic Voyage where myself, Eddie... And John. our plucky little engineer, John, get to talk about all 102 issues plus the annuals plus whatever we feel like of Marvel's first family, the Fantastic Four. And by the way, it's pretty great that we pre-recorded all those episodes before the Marvel announcement that a Fantastic Four movie would happen. So when you hear those two episodes from December's episode with Shane Hagedorn to this month's episode featuring Marvel editor Tom Brevoort, you're going to be like, wow. Why aren't those dumbasses talking about the Fantastic Four movie that's Oof. coming out? Well, because we recorded it, you insensitive ass. <laughs> but anyway. Wow, that's got, a movie reference. We got some stuff down the pipeline. We got guests. We got this. We got that. That was that's, John Candy, I think, in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Might have been. And Bears, oh my. But what we're going to be doing is talking about those Fantastic Four issues, etc., etc. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm a mm. little, you know, lucid, but not really. But, I keep, I always love saying it like that, but $8 a month gives you the ability to guest on this show. Well, if you don't suck. The main prerequisite. The main agreement is you are able to pick a topic of your choosing. But, like I said, if you don't suck... If you're, if you are like Jeremy, jacked up Jeremy Bagley. Yeah, don't pick mayonnaise. Not a topping, but a topic. You get to be able to be on this here fine program. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing we could have called Jeremy to guest on this episode. Probably, he would have been a good one to have on this. He, is he never, ever not I, a good one? I well, mean, I, come on. I agree. Okay. But, like I said, eight dollars a month gets you that. And like I said, Patreon.com/slash a marvelous. And you probably could have fast forwarded this whole long rambling intro from both of us. Well, mostly me. Some have. Oh, they definitely have. And it's been a long time since it was just two of us, so. It's been a long time since New York City. Yes, I'm referencing John Mayer. John Mayer, okay. Man, I remember one night I went to a Ring of Honor wrestling show in New York. We stayed the night in a hotel afterwards, the New Yorker Hotel. I slept on the floor as somebody knocked over a lamp. Long story, I'll tell you that another time. But I'm standing outside of New York City, and I have my headphones in with my, uh, John Mayer. Uh, yeah, my iPod. Well, I was listening to that song. Waiting and for the world to change I, or something. I, 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 I felt waiting like a, on the... Well, I was listening to um, Who Says by John Mayer. Who, Who says, says you can't go home. But anyway. That's Bon Jovi. No. 
listen to the song. There's another who says there's you do know um other songs are covered by other musicians or other titles. Yeah. Right? Sir, sir. I don't know where I'm going. Go ahead. Go ahead. So anyway, you're listening I'm and... listening to that song and I'm looking at the skyscrapers in New York City and I felt like a really basic white girl. It was pretty great. That's the end of that story. Damn. What's the point of that story? I like stories. I don't know. One time before you wore the daddy's little monster T-shirt, and I was like, "Man, what? that was a good time." And I remember I, telling, uh, "What's his name?" Uh, Mark Guggenheim. I realized I was accidentally cosplaying as Harley Quinn because I was wearing cut-off denim jean shorts and wearing a daddy's little monster shirt. I remember the shirt for sure. And he burst out laughing. But the denim, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, they were pretty good. I. They're coming back next, or they're coming back this summer. Yeah, they're making a comeback. If it's in the warmer weather, then I can understand. But definitely well, don't go no. with the the hose. <laughs> what did you call me, sir? <laughs> the the, the uh, yeah the anyway, leggings. Anyway, so this year Not the female working. To, no. Anyway, this year it can be male hose. There are male hose, Eddie. Yes, there are. They're called something else. They're called male hose. They're jig. <laughs> Yeah, gig, yeah, gigabytes, yeah. They can also be gigolos. They can be gigabytes. They can be boogaloos. It doesn't you're, matter. You're getting jiggy with it. No, 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 no. Anyway, so. Oh, it's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Li- <laughs> can we talk Marvel for the God's sakes? <laughs> That's banging, right? Yeah, Will yeah, Smith, thank yeah, you. Yeah, okay, anyway. This week. This year, you said. Oh, jeez. 2021 <laughs> so AD. Me, Eddie. <laughs> you did, though. You did. He did, he did, guys. Listen up. Rewind this part. John, John, John. Fun, fun, fun. So, d- did you have ginger ale or something today? Because I can see you're like a little wound up. Ginseng. <laughs> More so than I am. <laughs> you're you're anyway, energy drink deficient. This week, Kevin Feige is making the rounds for media due to WandaVision. WandaVision is going to be dropping on Disney+. Plus, and it will be dropping on, I believe, January 15th. Yes, you are correct. And I'm very excited for this. Right now, they're doing these little mini documentaries for the series on Disney Plus called Marvel Legends. Not to be confused with the action figure line. But, no. Ooh, okay. Although it does have the same exact logo as that Marvel Legends style. They're like six to seven minute documentaries about the characters of Wanda and Vision. Nice. So Wanda is seven minutes long. Vision is six minutes long because, well, he was dead for like, I guess, a minute. That's not it. Well, I mean, you need to take a minute off because he died before she did. Just saying. You read into this too much, but anyway. Anyway, they're doing this stuff for this, and there's a lot of promotion, a lot of of hype going around in regards to this show. And just an aside, we're going to be doing WandaVision discussions the Sunday after on the main feed, Saturday night on Patreon. So, again, if you want to listen to that, $3 $3 gets you that ability to do so early. And you get to hear myself and John on those talk about that. And it's like, you know. Don't get a spoiler alert. Yeah, I know. You'll have to watch it yourself. And we did want you on the show, Eddie. But you have, we, more, you have more of a life weekends, than I do. Weekends are matrimonially uh, preoccupied. What you, about a mattress? Usually. Well, if it's involved, then Okay, so I don't need to know that part, Eddie. It's all the mattress stuff. Anyway, so... We're going to be doing a discussion of WandaVision. Originally, the show was the spinoff show was going to be exclusive to Patreon, but I decided, you know what? Let's bring it to the main feed. And the thing about that that I find really fun was it was going to be called Peter and Eddie Vision. 
It was not. It was going to be called Peter and Eddie Vision, and there was going to be a commissioned piece by an artist for the album artwork where I would be Scarlet Witch and you would be Vision. Oh, You know, <laughs> it would have been great. Like, be honest. It would have been great. You know, we get ourselves put onto an amazing Spider-Man comic book, and then this happens. And then we become the Fantastic Four. You're not wearing pants. I certainly am. How dare you? But anyway. Glasses. I'm hyped for this show, and I don't know what we're going to be experiencing because there's a lot of rumor and innuendo about what the series will be about. And I've speculated in the past, but because the Stan Lee theory of every person's blank might be their first, well, this one might be your first time listening to this show. Yes. Myself, I believe that this series is going to be what is causing the multiverse of madness because Wanda wants to bring back Vision. That makes perfect sense because, you know, they love each other and she cannot get enough. <laughs> I was going to make a really inappropriate joke and I'm going to drop it right now. Android companionship. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. The waifu pillow. The but, only one who relates to are the most easy. Whatever. But with this that's, you know, making me interested is she's, she's going to be doing something that causes everything to go to hell. Kerplooey. If you've read House of M, you know what happened then. You heard her say, no more Melnick. No, no more mutants. By the way, big shout out to Daiko for that one. Anyway, she says no more mutants. Wow, and yeah. As a result, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's just, okay. Anyway, as a result. A stroke all, of Daiko genius. <laughs> all of the mutants in the world are gone. So. Now what? This might be her doing something and causing a whole rift because... There really aren't that many big Wanda stories in regards to the character in the Marvel Universe, but House of M is definitely the biggest. And as these things were being planned out, probably, they never thought they would be getting the rights to the mutant license of X-Men for a long time. So as this is happening, they bring him along, and you can hear a helicopter above us, I think. Is this still going on? That's just you know, your mind playing tricks. Oh. Good. It's not coming through, I don't think, on the actual recording. But well, anyway, with all of this that's just getting me excited, this means she does something and causes all of the multiverses to implode on each other or collapse within each other. And again, we're hearing all of these things going on. Spider-Man 3. Jamie Foxx is going to be reprising the role of Electro. We're going to be getting... Alfred Molina reprising the role of Dr. Octopus. Doc Ock. Now, why are they showing up again? Well, it's got to be because the multiverse is mad. Ness. Yeah. Reset. And if you notice, with everything going on with WandaVision, we're seeing them taking place in the 1950s. We're seeing them take place in the 60s, 70s, 90s. I think they do skip the... No, they do the 80s. They skip the 2010s, I believe, or 2000s, whatever. They do whatever they do. But I believe those are different multiverses of how those characters are. So what we are getting is a precursor to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness slash Spider-Man 3, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very... Again, the, Wanda and Vision are two characters I really don't care about. Let's be honest. I, Eddie, are you much of a fan of either? When they're in the comics and whatever they're doing, I'm like, okay, I'm with them, whatever they're up to. So Yes, but do you actively pursue character stories with them? No. 
So you're not really a fan of them. That's yeah. You you'll you'll enjoy their appearances, but if they disappeared, would you care? Just to know what happened, and then I'm told what happens, and then I move on. Yeah, but again, you're not really much of a. Oh my God, you guys! What the hell happened to them? Not at that extreme extreme level, no. Although, could you imagine somebody doing that? Sure. You guys, they got rid of Speedball. <laughs> anyway. The last Steve Get- Ditko character. I mean, I don't know. But anyway, anyway. With the usage of them, it makes me kind of excited. I care about a Wanda and Vision story. And that's really saying something. Because mm-hmm. as I've repeatedly said on this show, you could not give me enough money to give a shit about Eternals. Mm-hmm. And I love Jack Kirby, but let's be honest, everyone thinking this is going to be in the style of the Jack Kirby run, you're delusional. It's going to be about the Neil Gaiman run from 2006 and up. That's what it's going to be. Okay. But I care about Wanda and Vision now. I care about WandaVision. And we also care about what Kevin Feige was talking about during the media relation rounds this past week. He's been speaking with Collider. He's been speaking with Deadline. He's been speaking with ComicBook.com. But not us. We noticed that, Kevin. But we've been paying attention to what he's talking about, and Gizmondo.com actually ended up taking all of that and combining it in one article to be able to save us time. So guys at Gizmondo, Jermaine uh, Lucier, thank you for making my work easier. But... Let's go to some of what they talked about during his media relation rounds for WandaVision. Check. While speaking with Collider, Feige confirmed that a third Deadpool movie is currently being written. It will be rated R and will be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But it's a little while out. And he says, and I quote, It will be rated R and we are working on a script right now. And Ryan Reynolds is overseeing a script right now, he said. It will not be filming this year. Ryan is a very busy very successful actor. We've got a number of things we've already announced that we now have to make, but it's exciting for it to have begun. Again, it's a very different type of character in the MCU, and Ryan is a force of nature, which is just awesome to see him bring that character to life. And by the way, the very first point that he says in his quote, it will be rated R. Well, no shit. Every person that I've seen go on and on about this for the past two years now, and it has been two years, mm-hmm. is it going to be rated R? Is it going to be rated R? Bob Iger came down from the mountaintop and revealed that Deadpool 3 will be rated R. He said this in 2019. But will it be rated R? The mouth breather said immediately afterwards. No. Just kidding. Yes, it will be. And over and over and over, will it be rated R? Will it be rated R? Oh, they'll do an R-rated Deadpool movie, but it will not be a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It'll be on, it'll be a Fox movie or exclusive to uh, Hulu, whatever, whatever inane conspiracy theories they think. Disney doesn't do R-rated. Well, have you ever heard of this one company they used to own called Miramax? I have. Mm-hmm. You know they had a lot of R-rated stuff there. They did this movie called Clerks where uh, they talked about a woman doing fellatio for 37 guys. So, yeah, I think they can pull this off. By the way, I really feel proud of how classy I made that sound a little bit. You know, like A, a little, little bit, yeah. yeah. Little, not really classy, but you get my point. I, yeah, thank you. They did Pulp Fiction. 
where they shoved a needle into a heroin addict's chest. Mm. And there's a lot of feet. This is Tarantino, but I digress. Could have been Narcan. Anyway. (laughs) All these things that when I hear they won't do R-rated, they care too much about the kids. No, they realize that people will go to see Deadpool 3 if it's rated R. They realize, yes, it's a proven commodity. Would I be fine with a PG-13 Deadpool? I really don't care because you can still have the parameters of confinement on the character and utilize a PG-13 rating. Make it funny. You can do that as long as the character is written well. Mm. You don't need him to say the F word every five seconds. You don't need him to... Well, you do have to have the violence. I get that, but... Have you read the comics in the 90s where they were really, really great and they didn't really rely all that much on the violence? He never said the F word in the comics, by the way. He only said the com- F word in the comics in the Marvel Max era. Yeah, Max is definitely the, the violent content. It's got the warning in so many, some degree, and so it's a different uh, arena. Yeah. And I've been wanting to reread that Marvel Max Deadpool for the Kyle Baker stuff. He fights the KKK. He literally... <sighs> Take, I think he does what they did in uh, Blazing Saddles. He takes a wooden chair and smashes it over a guy's head. Wait, that was the movie UHF, which is really funny. Oh, okay, gotcha. Weird, Weird Al Yankovic. But, and there were several things that were, and the first thing that comes to mind in terms of Max is Wolverine and yeah, Punisher. Punisher. And there's just a lot of stuff with that. And by the way, everyone's talking about the stuff with the Punisher. Let's just get that to the side real quick. Are they going to cancel the character of the Punisher? I don't know. <laughs> but here's the thing. Yes, everything is messy. Everything's screwy. I'm not going to get political on this part. Go to my Twitter for that. But, you know what? At the end of the day, it's a a profit. That's all it is. That's all it is for Marvel. And if they do this with the character, if they wipe him out for a little bit of time, it's just going to be for a little bit of time, and then they bring him back. That's what they do. Because they might also be doing one thing. You're making them clamor for the character to come back, make his return. Because mm-hmm. it's the equivalent of, yeah, where is the Punisher? And then he makes his return. I was going to go between, if there's too many irons in the fire, who's going to stoke all these things to keep them going, keep the interest up? And yes, if you if you do pull back a character, maybe in the peak of their popularity and stuff, and the, the saying, I think, goes... That absence makes the heart grow fonder, so that could apply here, too. And I'll be the guy to say it. Punisher hasn't been popular since the 90s. You Mm. have the movies, you have the Netflix series, but the key popularity of what he was in the comic books and everything, that's when he was at his best. So, and yes, I realize there were really great runs. I adore the Garth Ennis run. Mm -hmm. Thanks to Eddie, I have the uh, Punisher uh, Marvel Knights omnibus by the great Garth Ennis. Oh, okay. Now I know what that turned into. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. But... One of the things about all that was the character was, you know, he did not have the popularity that he once had in the late 80s, early 90s. And by the way, again, going through that era, I'm reading the uh, Punisher comics from the uh, 1980s through the Marvel uh, Essentials line. It's really funny that it took so long for him to get his own standalone series. A couple of miniseries. A five issue, a four issue, he some one shots. I think a summer he, special, a holiday no, special. He, that was a little later, maybe. Yeah, he, he had one issue or one mini series, and just random appearances in stories, or given his own story in a Marvel magazine. That was it. Yeah, to that was about it. Also, right. And then he got his own main series in nineteen. I want to say eighty seven. 
Yeah, a little before that, though, I think there were two miniseries, to be honest. No, just one. That was uh, Circle of Fire. I don't think it was a subtitle. It was, it was, well, a straight... it was called Punisher, but it was, it was Circle of Fire. That was what it was later resolicited as. Okay. But I digress. Anyway, Deadpool, R rating. You know what? I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine, obviously, because, hey, there's going to be no constraints then. But everyone's saying, but is it going to be R-rated? I don't believe you. Come, It's literally now coming from the producer of the movie. But wait, you didn't believe the CEO of Disney, the guy who owns this property, saying it's going to be R-rated? What more do you need? Do you need the character to come out from the screen to tell you this? Ooh, like I'm, like I'm sorry, but it's like after after a while you keep hearing, but, but are you sure? I, I tweeted this the other day. But will it be R-rated, said the mouth breathers as they're walking into the theater? <laughs> you bought your ticket. Enjoy the show. <laughs> like, really, at this point, yes, it's going to be R-rated. I, do I need to get out the sock puppets now? Like, to further hammer home this point to you people. I'll put googly eyes on my sock. I don't care. Yeah, that it, makes it better. It's it better does. with googly eyes. You get the eyes. eye contact. It's more personable. I like but, that. But... <sighs> Like that's my that's my nerd rant for the week. I feel like I'm very well spent on that. Yeah. But let's go on to the next thing. Kevin. In the but what about Kevin? Kevin. Black Panther two. Speaking of deadline, Feige hinted that while T'Challa won't be recast in the film, the sequel to Black Panther will dive deeper into the history and vastness of Wakanda. So much of the comics in that first movie is the world of Wakanda, Feige said. Wakanda is a place to further explore with characters and different subcultures. This was always, and initially, the primary focus of the next story. We're not going to have a CG Chadwick, and we're not recasting T'Challa. Ryan Coogler is working very hard right now on the script with all the respect and love and genius that he has, which gives us great solace. So it was always about furthering the mythology and the inspiration of Wakanda. There's also the task of honoring and respecting the ongoing learnings and teachings from Chad as well. I've had a lot of conversations over the past few months with people pertaining to the passing of Chadwick Boseman. And one of them came from a close friend, and he remarked, what about all of the kids who were really looking forward to this movie because they idolized him? Children of color that really love the character of Black Panther. And they love Chadwick Boseman. And now he's gone. And now they don't have a character, a actor to look up to. And it is rough. Like, do you recast? And at one point, I'm not entirely sure because if you recast him, you end up discounting the contributions he made going to see children while battling cancer for Make-A-Wish and whatnot. And it just, that's how it feels to me, mm -hmm. the biggest thing. And it also makes it, it feels a little insensitive in the way of they're just disposable people. Oh, we got somebody else that can play this character just as easily as you. I don't see that. I don't know. We could only speculate with what you just said about, you know, it being more of a focus, the second Black Panther movie on the culture, everything Wakanda. That just made me think, well, how much of a role would Chadwick have played had he been in it? That uh, I, I don't it know. Would, it would have been like a multi-branched kind of movie. Mm -hmm. It would have to be at this point because... If he was still alive and doing the role, you have him going off doing one thing and then another character doing another. You experience Wakanda through multiple characters, which is a great storytelling technique. And 
I just feel, again, going for the idea of recasting, it's just not fair. That shows, I don't know, I, I don't like the idea of recasting, and it, it rubs me the wrong way oh so much. No, it just sounds like they're doing the right thing by not yeah. recasting. So I agree. There could, I think, very well be, and it would be very tastefully and respectfully done, where if you're focusing more on, again, the culture and everything, Wakanda, that you do find areas where there are um, shadows or just homages, whether it's in visuals, photos, pictures, statues related to T'Challa and his dad. Yeah. That would be perfectly fine to do. And then you have... I, I keep going back over to the uh, recasting idea, though, but making a new Black Panther in the form of another character. And I would love... Somebody suggested Mbaku could play, you know, take the mantle of the Black Panther, and of course Shuri could take the mantle, but due to recent things with that actress, it's probably not going to happen for mm. a long time. But just oh so much stuff in the Marvel Universe... This is, again, what I do love about the storytelling of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You never know what is around the next corner. But luckily, we do know what is around the next corner in regards to this article. Because... I'm like, where's he going? Because we have the X-Men. With the huge news that John Watts is directing a Fantastic Four movie, the Fox Marvel properties are finally coming to the MCU. But what about the biggest of them all, the X-Men? Speaking to Screen Rant... Feige explained they haven't been forgotten. You know how much I love the X-Men. I really, I already said that that's where I started, he said. I can't tell you anything before we actually announce it, but rest assured, the discussions have been long and ongoing internally. And I mean, honestly, what more can really be said pertaining to the topic of the X-Men? We don't know what's going to happen with them. As, you know, as we did in our uh, end of 2020 episode... With the future of the X-Men, we briefly touched on that. I don't know. And there are so many different ways you could incorporate them, but but we don't know, and we don't know what's going to happen next with the Marvel Universe, but I'm excited for potential surprises. And, you know, speaking of potential surprises, we have Spider-Man 3. And as we mentioned earlier, Jamie Foxx, Alfred Molina, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, the rumors and speculation about the third Tom Holland Spider-Man movie have been rampant in the past few months. Speaking to comicbook.com, Feige basically said that not everything you've read is right, but it's not wrong either. <laughs> I've read some things. I'm not sure I've read all the things. Or, let, me, let me reread that. I've read some things. I'm not sure I've read all things, Feige said. The fun thing about online speculation when it comes to our stuff is how sometimes it couldn't be more off the mark, and sometimes it's shockingly close. Oh, because Electro... And that's a held true and that's held true for the last few years, but saying which is which would take all the fun out of everything. And I believe like he had said, you know, some of these things are true, some of them are not. And if we had to go with ones that are not true, I'm gonna have to go with the one that's been driving me nuts again. Daredevil. Doesn't make any sense to see him in Spider Man three. It's already a stacked card of a show of a movie no way no way mm-hmm. but what do I know it's like yawn is your microphone mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually I was transforming into a scroll because you see Eddie secret invasion 
It's a hell of a segue. It sure is. One of the biggest recent announcements from Marvel was that Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn would be reprising their roles from Captain Marvel and Spider-Man Far From Home in a new Disney Plus show called Secret Invasion. In the comic, Secret Invasion is a crossover event that seems much better suited to the big screen than Disney Plus. And speaking of comicbook.com, Feige explained things would be scaled back a bit. Well, there's there were more characters in the Secret Invasion comic series than there were in Endgame, so no, it's not that, Feige said. But it very much is a showcase for Sam Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn and tapping into the paranoia elements of the Secret Invasion comic series, which that was great with the twists and turns that took toll. Wait, that that took? Oh, okay. It's a question of another 50 cents the toll. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. So that's certainly our focus more than can we cram in more characters than Endgame. And I would say this equivalent of making Secret, Secret Invasion a Disney Plus show, it's the equivalent of like taking Captain America Civil War and having that be an original, like it's the Civil War movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, there are a lot of characters in Civil War. There are a lot of characters in Secret Invasion. One of my favorite moments in Secret Invasion, the whole you know storyline in general, Deadpool number one from 2008 is a tie-in issue to that, and you see him show up as one of those you know uh, baseball mascots, like the big you know green guy, like the like the Philly fanatic, and he just rips mm-hmm. his head off, and he's like you know he's got like the guns and everything underneath. Oh, okay. It's just that that visual of how bizarre and obscure these characters can really be in terms of actions. Well, I think of. Endgame as having that I've seen the most characters in it, next to Civil War especially. But to say Secret Invasion more so than Endgame? Okay, well, now we're reaching out into other galaxy, dimension, whatever, I I guess. So there you go. And then we go to the other Netflix shows per the article. Speaking of crossovers, Marvel already had a big streaming crossover on Netflix with The Defenders. By the way... A few months back, I finished The Defenders, finally, all these years later. I loved it. I thought it was really solid and just an overall good time. And I get the grievances and complaints, but knowing myself that, yeah, these characters are never going to be back together again, it made it feel that much more special, you know? Yep. Anyway, these shows are no longer around, but when asked by Deadline about bringing back characters such as Charlie Cox's Daredevil or Kristen Ritter's Jessica Jones, Feige didn't rule it out. But he didn't seem confident either. Well, certainly you've seen what we announced at Comic-Con a year ago and half ago. A year and a half ago, there we go. And on Disney Investor Day a few weeks ago. So that's our focus, he said. But I've been at Marvel long enough to never say never about anything. And it's true. There's been there's currently a rumor going around on all the BS sites that we might see through the upcoming She-Hulk show, which, by the way, is going to be a half-hour program, so it's going to be more of a comedy. Mm-hmm. Might feature the return of Jessica Jones. Interesting. We might suppose, or according to Feige as well, the upcoming series of Moon Knight is going to be about 45 to 60 minutes long. Same thing with Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Hawkeye. So, who knows what could happen. So we get some insight, but some things we just stay where we are as far as knowing what's ahead with with Kevin Feige's um, revelations. 
and honestly, there's there's not a lot we really can talk about because we don't know everything going on. We don't know what is going to be coming down the pipeline. That's that's the cool thing about the Marvel Universe. We didn't think Blade would show up. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. We did not think that. Comic-Con comes along in 2019, and Mahershala Ali is on the stage with them. Yeah, it's... It is true. Never say never about anything. And now we can go like we, I think, have collectively and say, well, I hope he does this. I hope he does that. I hope this doesn't happen. I would really be upset if this was forgotten. So that stuff can still happen. And that's good. Generate the interest, generate the buzz. And, you know, and we wait with whatever medium that they're going to show up on and eventually get back into the theaters. It's very, very, there are little pockets, I think, that we can do that with the appropriate uh, safety measures. Yeah. So it's very snail's pace in that respect on its way back. and To a sense of normalcy. Yeah. In quotes. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to wrap this episode up for this week. Like I said, stay tuned this weekend for WandaVision with myself and John talking about it. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to tip your waitresses on the way out. It should make you care about Wanda and Vision. I, honestly, they will. I think they will. I've heard early, early buzz so far. But then again, we heard early buzz about uh, Wonder Woman 84. and <sighs> Well, the subline story, I think, to, to Wanda and Vision is the uh, expectation of, of children. Yeah. Right? We're going to be getting uh, Wiccan on the big screen and uh, other character who I don't know, who my friend Katie will probably kill me for not knowing of. But I digress. <laughs> they had a couple of little series themselves, though. I remember yes, the they 12, did. It's the, called Young Avengers. The 12, no, the 12 issue. I'm going back to Wanda and Vision, uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch yeah. from the 80s. The 12 issue run there. whoop do. See, ha- they took a shot. They tried. And then there was the one... That when I first saw the trailer for WandaVision, that reminded me of the 2000-something run of Vision and, and Wanda being uh, domesticated. Right. They were feral, you're saying? Yeah, they, they took on a suburban lifestyle environment with the white picket fence. Did they hiss at each other's asses prior? I don't think so. They, they materialized through the door, the front door, with a neighborly smile on her face and a nice cardigan and maybe a... Nice shirt and tie. I was not really much of a Cardigans guy. I was more of a Cranberries guy. That's fine. Still in the seas. Anyway. Check it out. And finally, one other topic in regards to all of this. Kevin. Kevin talks about, in addition to all of this, Feige has also reportedly been working on a Star Wars movie, which reportedly just... I like how this this article has the word reportedly twice in the same sentence. Which reportedly just added Loki writer John Waldron to its crew. When asked about this to Variety, Feige got decidedly tight-lipped. Everything you've heard about that has been leaked, he said. It's not stuff that we've officially announced or gotten into. So, suffice to say, the focus is on all the number of Marvel things we're working on. The what, where, when, and how of that, I don't know. I'm excited for the Book of Boba Fett and the Rogue One show, and the Obi-Wan show, and Patty Jenkins' movie, and Taika's movie. After Thor, Love, and Thunder, of course. The one thing Kevin wouldn't address was where Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe was going when asked if he could say 
when this group of films and TV shows ended, he simply said no. Sometimes saying nothing says it all. Now, real quick, going back over to Star Wars, this past week they just released by Charles Soule Star Wars The High Republic, uh, Light of the Jedi. I picked up a copy of that, and I missed out on buying the floppy issue of High Republic number one, the comic series, which I did read on Comixology. Man, this is this is a very interesting time to be a Star Wars fan because now we're getting pre prequel trilogy stuff, mm-hmm. and I've already seen seen people complain about it because they got a woman doing a character in the movie or in the series. That means they're SJWs. Shut up, women can wear, women can hold laser swords. Shut up. But the whole thing of all of this, I'll be honest, they sold me on the very first book of uh, Light of the Jedi because they were they showed a Wookiee holding a lightsaber. I'll be honest, you give me a Wookiee holding a lightsaber, I'm on board. I got like, I've, have you ever seen a Wookiee hold a lightsaber? <laughs> no. Would you want to see a Wookiee? Yeah. Hold? That's my that's my uh, Wookiee impression, by the way. We're, we're there now. Okay. Yes, you you imagined it, right? Yeah, it was I, like a, I was watching it. It was like a Wookiee getting choked by a hammerhead shark. I don't know where I was going with that, but I digress. Thanks for making it through to this part. For the Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior!